What's up, guys? Welcome to Winnipeg's Finest, the podcast where we get personal with notable Winnipeggers. If you haven't been with us before, here's what you've missed. Like, I even feel like I've always known that I was supposed to be here. So it's like, even if there was stuff that I went through, I always went through it knowing that Mm -hmm. this isn't like the end of everything. This isn't the end of the world. If there's anything actually that I would tell myself is to not be so afraid of failure. Oh, yeah. Um, how different was it for you to uh, watch a movie where Kevin Spacey is the villain? I mean, I feel like they just told him to be himself. <laughs> it's like, dude, be a shitty person who's a predator and, like, does bad things. And yeah. Kevin Spacey is like, I got you. Oh, boy, this is my role. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mr. Professor, thank you so, so much to the fans who continue to support. You guys are awesome. We love you like crazy. This is why we love podcasting. This is why we love bringing you guys episodes. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Remember to follow us on social media at WPGS Finest Pod on Instagram. And make sure you're staying posted and telling people about the podcast. We appreciate and love the support you give us. So just know that it lifts us up so much and we're very grateful. What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Winnipeg's Finest. Today's guest is former pro ball player and former U of M Bison Darcy Koss. We talked to Darcy about the pandemic how you come to, you know, form thoughts in your mind, whether or not you should believe what's going on. We talk about independent thought. We talk about dealing with the struggles of a pandemic. We talk about the struggles of dealing with everything going on in our world. It was a great episode. Darcy's a really good guy. Today's episode is brought to you by Unity Underwear, the greatest place in the world to buy underwear. It's made of 95% bamboo, 5% spandex. It's hypoallergenic, thermoregulating, moisture wicking and it fucking feels amazing i'm wearing my pair right now they fucking feel fantastic if you use our code wpgs finest you get 20 percent off all purchases we're also brought to you by jellyfish float spa the best place in the city to receive float therapy where you line a pot of shallow water and a thousand pounds of epsom salts and you can just kind of disappear into bliss it's great for relaxing it's great for recovering from a workout if you use our code wpgs finest you get 15 15 off all float purchases. Now, in the meantime, here's our episode with Darcy Koss. Okay, so I have a question for you, Darcy. Um, how many people recently have been calling you Darcy Cross for you to change your Instagram name to Koss, not Cross? Recently, honestly, man, this has been my entire life. We have a joke in our family that we should just change our name, change it to change it to cross because I've, I've actually gotten legal documents from the government with cross instead of cost. So, you know, and, and, and it's actually affected me in, in various situations where like I couldn't get paperwork. I'm like, no, I'm telling you like flights and stuff like that where something happened. And, uh, I never, it didn't stop me from getting on a flight, but I've had issues. So it's, it's, it's always been a, a an issue. So when I changed it on Instagram, I was like, you know what I've had, I've had people I've, I've known for a long time, say Darcy Cross. I'm like, I'm, I'm enough of this. So I put that in there and now people are commenting on it like, oh, ha ha ha. But I'm like, I don't think you actually knew my name was Cost, did you? So I, you know what? I will, I'll toot my own horn here. I always knew it was Cos. Hey. I mean, I never thought that you would misspell your own name. I was like, oh, there's no R in there. But do you know what? People add it 
because it's one of those things with people like you, you know, you see something, you've done this with many things we all do, especially in writing, you mm-hmm. add letter, add it. So like, you've never seen cost before, but you've heard of cross. Oh, so you just write cross. Uh, and that's, that's how it gets messed up, man. So I don't that's know. I, man, honestly, when I was playing at U of M and I would go to other gyms, like not at U of M, obviously they knew who I was, but when I would you know go to opposing, opposing uh teams and they would literally say darcy cross and the amount of times i have to go over and like at half time like hey it's it's cost so stop saying cross i'm like oh sorry sorry this is, this is my entire life man they're trying to make you like subliminally not want to score again because you get so annoyed <laughs> they're like yeah this this will ice the shooter <laughs> yeah i know it, 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 it's always been a challenge man yeah so you i know you moved to vancouver recently i remember running into you a comedy like a year ago or something and yeah i kind of you, you seem like you're always on the go but what was the reason for moving to vancouver so yeah so i know i'm, I'm in vancouver it's over a year and a half ago now almost so i uh originally it was just for a job so you know i quit uh my job out in, out here in manitoba when i was working with winnipeg minor basketball and uh and i took a job with fiba mm-hmm. from there so and I, I, that was a, that was a one year contract, which was supposed to be uh, a full-time thing, but visa issues, cause it was supposed to be out of uh, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But uh, when that didn't work out, I only did a one year contract with them. So I came back to Winnipeg and I was like, I don't have, I don't have a job. Like, what am I going to do? And uh, so when I took that job, um, it was a job with a pretty big uh, club out in Vancouver, uh, predominantly girls club, but they actually ran a, a nationals for club basketball. So I was excited about that because it was a big time event and, and teams come from all over the all, all over the country. And then they ran two other big events. So I was just coming in to, to run events. So that was the main reason why I moved out there. I actually only worked with, with them for about three months uh, before I quit with them as well. So uh, I mean, yeah. COVID has treated everybody poorly, but how's it, how's it been treating you especially? Man, so COVID has been uh, an interesting, it's been a journey, man. So for me, it's right now I can say, hey, all good been it's been fun it's been awesome i love it the beginning it wasn't fun uh <laughs> and i think it's funny because i get talked to people and a lot of people are saying the same thing it's like there's a, there's a few types of covid people there's a few there's the person who just like hated the entire thing and it just sucked no matter what and they never got out of it and then there's a person who it sucked at the beginning and they're like wait this is actually really good because i get to do a b and c or i never got to do this before or they change your perspective so i was in that camp changed my perspective on the entire thing. I just started taking advantage of all this free time. I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like I never have this much free time. And usually, you know, we're finding time to do those few things we like to do and I, or, or want to do, or we've always wanted to do. We pick one thing because we don't have time. And I was just doing all of them. So it's, mm. it's, for me, it's been amazing. That's, and what's the third camp? Uh, the, the third, <laughs> the third camp is literally the people whose lives, they didn't nothing. They didn't, there was like no change. So like they still kind of work from home and they're just like, Oh, it's fine. It's, I'm just doing my thing. And uh, so I've either, either people dealt with it really well, people struggled with it, or they literally just like didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so there were a few people that I met, they're like, oh, it's fine. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's not bothering me. It's fine. And yeah. so I think a lot of that goes back to like the, um, you know, there's obviously an economic factor in this, right? If you lose your job, typically you're going to be stressed, right? Mm-hmm. You don't lose your job well, you're good. You're hanging out at home. And, and so I think those are the three, the three camps that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, other than the fact that COVID's fake, it doesn't exist. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> somebody's going to spear it's me. Yeah. Here. Yeah. It's, it's a mental illness. Exactly. It's not an actual physical thing. Yeah. Somebody's going to spear me in my DMS for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I act like enough people listen that I'm actually going to get attacked for this, but um, <laughs> no, I think it's interesting. We saw like a huge suicide spike when COVID started and from like, it makes 
that's a no brainer, right? That makes total sense as to why that would happen when COVID hit, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that was a big thing for sure. You see people that kind of stuff happens. And I think that a lot of it is economic, but then when you can't like go outside and stuff too. <laughs> yeah, lack of human contact and like seeing yeah. like your friends and family. Yeah, that's big. It's big time. And the, you know, the crazy thing, I remember having a realization. I think this was partly when my mind shifted. I was like, I was on a walk and I was like, man, I think some people are really struggling. But the reason why they were struggling, which I was like, it was that they didn't have anything not like literally like that family and friends, but the things that they valued in their lives were all centered around like, just like, Hey, I, I go out and I have drinks with my friends and then I go to work and I, and there was no additional stuff. Maybe there was not no self investment in themselves or, or, or any chance to kind of go out and, and do things that actually like made them feel good, you know? And so they were just caught in this and it's not any fault of their own. I mean, a lot of people are caught in that you work, you're tired, you do this, you have some free time. And, and then when they realize like, I don't have anything, like the only thing I have right now is my work, which I'm not doing anymore. I got fired. And then when I was free, I would go out and have drinks with my buddies and stuff. So it's like, what, what do I have now? And so I think a lot of people are struggling with that reality of looking at themselves and being like, what, what am I like, what am I doing? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. I think, you know, it's like that test. Can you sit in a room with yourself for 30 minutes? Yeah. You know, can yeah. you sit without your phone outside for 30 minutes? Exactly. You really sit with your thoughts. A lot of people can't. And that's not like a slander or like some slander sesh or a dunking on people like, ah, fuck you. I can. It's, but it's just true, right? A lot of people really struggle in that regard. So when you take everything else away out of your life that's distracting you, your job, your friends, drinking, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Yeah. What are you left with? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's just crazy, man. I do think somewhat with COVID people are going a little bit overboard just in terms of how they are reacting. Like if you think that people should wear masks and stay inside, that's one thing. I do not care what your opinion is on that. Go for it. However, if you're trying to act like that's the only moral position to take and anybody else is a piece of shit. And if you try to look at nuance and emotional complexity, then you're a fucking waste of life and living, walking human garbage. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) you're not lying (laughs) like how many times do people complain about the government just in general and then when the government says oh but stay inside they're like yeah i'll do that like no questions asked if you say otherwise fuck yourself you know what i mean i don't again i i don't really have an opinion whether we should stay inside or not it's just how we approach topics really bugs me right yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that, man. I agree with that. I the thing the the, the the thing that's really getting with me with this whole the whole thing is not it's just that nothing makes sense. So the things when you know stay in here, don't do this, but you can do that, but it's in complete contradiction to the thing we're not allowed to do. And I'm just like, okay. So you're like, and you understand that there's nuance and stuff, right? We're humans, there's nuance. We're not like, okay, ones and zeros. So yes, there's going to be those things, but and, and uh, there's certain demands of our society. Like we, we, it's like, we just have to do certain things. Otherwise we just won't have a, a society as, as the way it stands. But at the same time, th- these are not those things that are making the difference in the society that I'm, I'm talking about, you know, and like, you know, stay six, six feet apart, but then it's like, wear your mask in line. But when you're sitting, you don't have to wear the mask. I'm like, okay, well then why am I wearing the mask at all? Like, I don't, I'm standing, the person's right there. They're sitting, having a conversation. I'm standing here with my mask. Why is it um, it's just kind of like, what am I doing? What, why are we doing this? You know? Yep. Oh, exactly. Oh my gosh. I think I had an argument with my dad about this. I wanted to go somewhere like in the East coast and 
my aunt came in from BC and she stayed with us in our house. And he's like, don't go there. The government, like, you're not allowed to, you have to quarantine for 14 days. I'm like, dad, in the Maritimes, there are no cases or not no cases, but like, they're very, very, very low. Our aunt just came from BC where the cases are way higher. And he's like, yeah, but the government said that like, it's cool in Western Canada. I was like, if the government told you to jump off a building, would you do that? Yeah, I think you just need to take like certain precautions. Like, I I don't think this should completely halt society. I think we should take precautions and we should do the right thing. But Canada, I think you're a piece of shit for even suggesting that. How dare you? Yeah, you know what? I know. I know. I am a piece of shit, so it's fine. Yeah, at least you're an honest piece of shit. That's why I love you, <laughs> man. I'll tell I'll tell you straight, man. I mean, <laughs> That's why I love you. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, no, Dar- Darcy, I see where it's like, you know, businesses are going to close down, but we can have outdoor gatherings where a bunch of people are next to each other yeah. as long as they're wearing masks, but they can't do it inside a business. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying this cause I'm trying to be some asshole who's like, Oh, the government's trying to kill us and don't trust anybody. And you know, X, Y, Z of whatever stereotype, but I'm just trying to say like, think of small business owners and performers and people whose jobs literally rely on having people in venues, <laughs> basketball players and or organizers and or comedians, etc. That's, you know, now these people, you're telling them, fuck yourself or not fuck yourself, but it's just like, you're kind of telling them, Hey, your job is less important because of this, this, and this. And I know they're getting money from the government, but still it's, it's that fulfillment piece, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's tough. And it's tough. And then again, I do not envy the people making these decisions by any stretch. Of oh, absolutely not. Again, like again, it's, there's so much nuance and there's so much information that we don't have about uh, the virus and there's just so much working parts and it's going to be interesting to look back in, in four or five years and, and have that, you know, hindsight is 2020 view, like oh, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. But in the moment, man, we've all been in the moment and we've looked back at our own decisions in the moment, like, what the hell was I doing? So I don't envy these people who, uh, who are making these decisions at all because they have very tough decisions. And the thing that I, the only thing I'd be critical of is the vast majority of people, I think, are just doing what they think they're supposed to do rather than, you know, thinking outside the box and saying, you know what, I think this is a better idea. It's like, this is what the trend is. Uh, you know, so we have to do it, you know, and, and it's, it's, and that's kind of how it's going to be. And it's interesting because you know, I've always, I was way ahead of this COVID thing. Like I was telling friends and family like, Hey, stuff's going to stop. Like, cause I was watching stuff on Twitter and uh, it's interesting to see that society, like from a society standpoint, we are always like two, three months behind of what, where the reality is. Right. So like we, as a society, like a lot of people were like, what? And I, and when, when COVID was happening, people had it, but they weren't testing. Nothing was happening, but I knew people had it and they were talking about it. Cause I was watching and nobody knew everyone's just doing their own thing. And we're about two months behind and then no, no one's wearing masks, but we're still going in grocery stores and now people are wearing masks. So like, let's say, like, regardless if you agree with masks or don't, but let's say they do stop the spread. Okay. Now we're doing it, but we were allowing people to go into superstore and doing all sorts of stuff before. Right. And then now it's like, okay, well like now we just wear the mask. It's fine. But it's like back then when we thought it was super dangerous, like we thought it was deadly they should have said masks are mandatory back then or they didn't they didn't they're like if you remember there was a a thing that came out that said masks are not effective and i remember reading that i'm like that seems like bullshit like i I do like how you have empathy for the people making the decisions because i don't want this to be a a covid slander session and trying to dunk on people who are saying wear masks absolutely not i do understand both sides i'm not trying to get carried away with my conspiracy theories because i can do that sometimes you're absolutely right but i remember seeing when the mask thing came out i was like that seems like bullshit like 
wouldn't the mask reduce spread? And like, no, it doesn't actually make a difference because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, that seriously, I, that does not check out from the limited information I have just yeah. on, you know, basic germs. And then two months later, it's like, yeah, masks help. Exactly. exactly. Well, even at the beginning, they said it wasn't infectious, like human to human, right? Like everything was, about COVID was, has been wrong from the start. Like people don't know, like this has all been like a learning experience for everyone. Yeah. yeah. That's the hardest part, I think. It's the fact that we just don't have enough information. That's why it'll be interesting. Trust me, in like three, four years, we're going to look back at this and, there's, and, and we're going to find out, oh, yeah, it wasn't this, it wasn't that, or it was this. And we're going to be like, oh, but we don't know now. And so that's why I don't envy those people. That's why I don't envy them. But the decisions that they're making just are in contradiction constantly. And that's the thing where I'm just like, what is happening? Like, why are we constantly in contradiction with, with, with our decisions? Like the one you just brought up about the masks, you know? Yeah. Isn't, uh, cause I remember there were, there were some reports coming out saying that like, Oh, even if you're asymptomatic, you can spread it and like bubble. And then there was another report that came out. It's like, Oh, by the way, if you're asymptomatic, you can't actually spread it. It's like, well, what the, what the fuck is it? <laughs> can I spread it or can I not spread it? Like what the hell? And then, uh, the CDC released a thing, I think where it's like 6% of COVID deaths are actually from COVID and yeah. the other ones are just from, you know, contributing factors. And it's like, that seems like an awfully, I, I, and I know, yes, people who are old, people who are, their health is compromised, COVID mix makes yeah. it bad. That being said, alcoholism also ruins other, you know, yeah. health yeah. defects as well. You know, it, 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 that's just Exercise. alarming for me to see that the world shut down and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, it's, it's like 6% of those diseases, yeah. which is like 2% of the entire population. So really what the actual population of people who are dying from that actual disease itself is extremely low. So it's, yeah. It makes me raise an eyebrow. Like, I'm not sure if we're being <laughs> let in on. But, but I think that's the thing. That's, that's the point that I was making is we're actually two, three months behind, right? So there was a point when you met people, they're like, what? Nah, this isn't that. It was, first, it's super dangerous. But we know that now it's not. But we're still acting like it is, right? And mm -hmm. eventually, the, the goal, the hope is that, you know, we catch up to the reality. But, I mean, typically, it's like that with everything. Look at modern medicine. It's like years behind of what actually is happening. Like, what's in the field? Look at training. Look at everything as a whole, like what's happening at mass is always behind. It's never like up to the current trends of like the, the, what's, what's, you know, cutting edge. And so this is the case. Like, so all the reactions that are taking place right now are just, we're just behind. We're just two, three months behind. And so that's yeah. why it's like, it's not that we know it's not that dangerous. We know this, but we're still acting like it is. Oh, the cases went up. But I'm like, how many, who's dying? Like what, what is the death numbers? I'm, tell me the death numbers. I don't want to hear how many people test and get it. I want to know people die from it. And then let's just go after those numbers. Okay. And how many people are in hospital? Let's just go off those. Cause I don't care how many people get it. And they're like, I'm fine. I'm still working out and just doing whatever I want. I don't care. Yeah. About that. yeah so, and, so. and some people are affected by it really poorly. Right. It's like yeah. one of my friends posted on their story. They're like, by the way, your video has been great. So knock on wood. Um, one of my friends was saying that, uh, they should be reporting COVID cases like this. And instead of saying, Oh, the death rate, the infection rate, they like the survival rate and the chance of not being infected was like 98% and like 90 something percent. It was, it was just ridiculous. I like that you said though, that we're two, three months behind everything, because I feel like, like you said, people are just starting to realize how it really is. And let's say that was a month ago. What's coming up in a month. Hmm the election yeah well yes yes that, that's that if you want to if you want to go down that that rabbit hole of stuff i i honestly man i just stay away from that and I stay yeah away from we, we won't but i i'm, man, what I'm, what I'm I trying to say <laughs> what i'm trying to say is like when it comes to an election year and we're so damn close to it happening you know america is 
the main media powerhouse, especially in the Western world, you get a bunch of different narratives coming out. And that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to. Well, yeah, it's good. It gets politicized. And that's when I step away. The moment it's politicized, you were talking about that at the beginning. People going crazy about masks. It's like people are on sides. You're an anti-masker or you're a like pro-masker. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm either. To be honest with you, I'm just like, if you want me to wear it, fine, I'll put it on. But I'm not out here like shouting people down who aren't or, 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 you know, getting mad at people who are. I just, it's right. But yeah, it's very politicized. And that's the thing I don't like. I hate that. I hate when that kind of stuff, because it's not about politics. This has nothing to do with politics at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, uh, oh man, did you see, uh, do you remember in 2016, there was that guy who became a meme, Ken Bone or whatever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's famous for some reason. I, it's because he looks funny and he was sitting in a photo at a certain yeah. time. And so he yeah. tweeted, I don't know why I looked at this, but he tweeted, oh, I'm undecided for voting. I think I'm going to vote for the third party. And like, I looked in the mentions and everybody's like, that's because you're a fucking undecided racist piece of shit. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> holy fuck oh man wow yeah it's like you if you're looking extremely deep into ken bone's background in the first place i think (laughs) (laughs) you should probably reassess your priorities oh anyways that's not here nor there but uh let's talk about your mind shift because that's actually something that matters and is relevant (laughs) hey matters to me man at least (laughs) uh when did you kind of feel like your mindset shifted and like what kind of spurred that uh you will so again like it was it was weird because i don't i don't really know what specifically spurred it but it was kind of it was a process right like nothing happens it's overnight it was it was very much a process and uh obviously this lockdown was a huge part of it um but i think it was just spending that time alone spending a lot of time alone and uh and then taking advantage of that time though like i'm not sitting here like i said i'm not, I'm not just like yeah, i'm just watch as much of this tv show as i can right like i started really just investing in, in doing things um started doing certain challenges and stuff like that like so you know you talk about being alone or sitting alone like i was a, i'm a meditator i meditated before right 15 20 minutes here or there good to go awesome and uh, i got uh this one guy I follow on uh, twitter naval just whatever he tweets about all sorts of stuff. It's real, real smart guy. And he's like, yeah, he's like, try this, do nothing meditation, 60 minutes, 30 days or 60 days straight. So, you know, I keep hearing about this. He had a whole thread, people commenting. I'm like, you know, let me try this thing. And I started trying stuff like that. Right. So that was, that's interesting in its own, its own, right. That was, it was just, it was just weird. I don't even know. I can't even really describe the, the sentiment from that, but changing my mind for sure. And then, um, you know, I started writing a lot and, uh, and that kind of opened me up a little bit more like that. And, and I actually had time to like, you know, think about things in my life. So like ref- self-reflecting on things that have happened, you know, like trauma and like breakups and, you know, relationships with family members and stuff like that. All these things that like, I'm busy, like I'm just doing my life, you're just living your life. Right. And, uh, so you just forget about those things. I'll deal with them later. Right. And all those things, I just started dealing with all this stuff, man. And, and I think that's what kind of just like, it was a slow process. Like I did that, started doing this and I started doing this and I started doing this. And like along the way, you know, the mindset just kind of, just kind of changed. Right. And obviously I read books and stuff like that, that, that helped along that line, but yeah, it was, it was, it was very much a process. Interesting. That's cool. Um, are you sure like you can't remember a specific moment? I know that things are a process, but was there one kind of like you remember, okay, I don't remember feeling like this. 
No, no, no. Well, no, no, no. There's no, there wasn't something like super specific. Cause like, to be honest with you, I actually was, I have to say like a lot of this has been kind of like just a journey because this actually started happening before the, the pandemic. So I really started spending time alone before that. Like I really started to shift things. So I wouldn't say that there was like a moment that it happened, but yeah, it, it, I, I do know, I do remember the moment when I was like, oh shit, like this isn't good. And I'm stressing. I remember exactly. this when I was like, you know what, this is not good. Like I, what the hell am I going to do? Like, I have to pay rent. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely contract based, right? Like I had three, four contracts lined up. It was going to be like my best year ever. It was like, awesome. And that just like, oh, see you later. Like that all gone. And so that was, that was stressful. I remember that shift, but I had was started making other shifts in my life before that. But that's that good. moment where I was panicking, I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, but then that's when at some point I was just like, nah, man, like, what am I doing? Like, I can't control this. And I've always had that mindset. Like I, I, I can do. So why don't I decide what I can do? And I just started doing those other things. Right. So all these different challenges, like, you know, I started studying, you know, focusing on French, you know, I was doing that every day as well, you know, making videos and just doing all these other things that it just like allowed me to kind of like spend time with myself. And yeah, it's, yeah. You kind of feel like you have a blank canvas again, right? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Where it's just not like, Oh, Darcy Koss, the, you know, basketball worker will never exist again, but until he does got time to reinvent myself in some ways. Yeah, for sure. I think we're just, I think we're all more complex, right. Than, than the things that we're doing. In mm-hmm. outwardly. And so I think those are some of the things that I just started to maybe explore a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What was one of the things that you really enjoyed that you started doing? Uh, the meditation was cool. I really enjoyed that. I'm going to run it back again. I'm going to do that again. Um, the one thing I really enjoyed, so like I speak French, like I speak French, I'm like conversational, but like nowhere near fluent. And uh, I actually uh, do it, started doing like a, a language challenge. So actually, you, you found my YouTube. It's literally just 30 days of videos. I started vlogging in French and uh, I did that every day. So I'd read in French, uh, like read a book in French. I would, I had this like a uh, hello talk, this app online, you talk to people in France and stuff like that. So I would just, I had all these friends and we, every morning get up, they'd share some stuff, talk, talk, talk. I'd listen to a podcast in French and that would make my video. And that was like the way I spent my morning for like, I don't know, like 40, 50 days. Wow. That was cool because it, uh, you know, I actually like made legit friends in France. I was, I was almost going to go in the middle of COVID. <laughs> Dude, I think I actually would have called Trudeau to fly to your apartment and kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> for being a traitor piece of shit, and no, I'm kidding. Hey, uh, man. Honestly, you know it's funny. The only reason I didn't go is because uh, not because of Canada. It was because uh, the friend, my friend, I was talking to said that they were potentially going to. So they had opened up the EU. It was like, yeah, come travel. They needed those the, that tourism, right? And people travel around the EU, so all the countries were open. And Canada was one of the countries that can go in there, no problem. We can come and, and travel around, no quarantine. So I was like, man, I should do this. And I was talking to my friend. I was going to go in August. I was in, here in Winnipeg in July. And then uh, and she's like, yeah, man, uh, I don't know. The government's talking about maybe like quarantine again because the numbers are going up. So, you know, and I'm not going to book a flight and then be like, oh, I can't even. I'm going to go there for a month in quarantine for two weeks. So or they just send me back. So I was just like, you know what? It's just not the right time. But should have just did it. Fuck it. Lie to the government. I was close, man. I was right. Really <laughs> Ride dirty. It's honestly traveling to restricted areas during COVID I heard is the move never done it myself but I heard that's the move yeah just get on a plane going to a place where the government yep. says you should go 
So there's no one. No, but seriously, apparently there's like no one at these places. I know some people who are traveling. There's like no one. The beaches are empty, and they're like, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> like the the, air, the airplanes are empty too. Yeah. <laughs> you get an entire row to yourself. Again, not speaking from experience, but I heard this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the move, fam. That's that's what. <laughs> word on the street. Uh, no, but I, so obviously your French got way better. Hey. It did. And then after I, I stopped and I'm like, I just have, I don't think I've spoken since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I almost went two months and then like, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And I just stopped. Yeah. Was there so, anything you tried that you did not enjoy? Um, well, recently I quit drinking coffee. That that, that sucked. Um, but that's why do people I mean. drink coffee? Seriously. Why do, why do people? Yeah. I never are got you, that. You're not a coffee drinker? Not at all. It's disgusting. Man, you know what happens? You start doing it because you know, like, I got, I got to get that little edge, or I got to stay up a little later. It started in university. I just started drinking, and then I was just, I wasn't habitual until like fairly recently. But and then yeah, but I quit, so I'm, I'm good there. But that's not something, something I didn't like, man. I don't know, like, I think th- something that I, I didn't like was that at first being alone sucked. Mm. Like that really sucked. Right. That sucked. But th- th- I wasn't choosing to do that again, right? So. But then once I changed my mindset and said, okay, like I'm going to start doing these things like studying French, those are all things I have to do alone. Like I can't do that with anyone else. Like I'm reading books and stuff. I can't, Hey, bueno, let's come on the, the you know, let's talk. I'm going to practice French with you unless you spoke French. Right. So yeah. The, yeah. So just being alone, being, being, being alone was tough. Like that was the hard part at first, but then it's like, I love it now, man. Like, honestly, I, I appreciate my alone time more than anything. I'm around people. I'm like, yo, get away from me. Yeah. I, I feel that I've, I don't know about you, Kanan, but I've been on that wave for a while. I'm just like, fuck, I love my alone time. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, did, didn't you kind of get that though from from basketball? Like, I I always loved training by myself, and I mean, purposeful training with other people is great too. More than training with other people, just because I felt like a lot of people were more interested in like, yeah, let's let's play one on one. I'm like, okay, a three dribble limit, and then five dribble limit, and then one dribble limit. Like, we'll go like like nah, like just one-on-one and that seriously makes me want to put a bullet through my temple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I hear what you're saying when you just, where you're just you in the gym, right. And you're just alone. Yeah. Those, those are some of the greatest times, man, as a basketball player. Those are some of the greatest times. Those are some of the times I miss from like actually like training and doing basketball, man. Like early mornings, like you wake up and like you're the only one in the gym aside from like a couple of your buddies where you, but like still like you're just doing your stuff on your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I mean, it's almost meditative in a sense, like you're in this zone kind of just, mm-hmm. just you're just there and you know, and you're so focused. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's a special time. Only it's something that only athletes understand, but then I think it's something that typically like basketball, basketball is a rare sport, man, is that you can play ball by yourself and you can be doing it hard where a lot of other sports, you can't do that. Like, you're not like, yo, let me get these reps in with volleyball by myself. So just things you can do. But when you're ba- playing basketball, you're replicating a huge portion of the game by yourself right like mm-hmm. you can do all the stuff that you can do like you can even slide on d if you really want to do crazy stuff you can make yourself rebound you can shoot you can do all this stuff attack the basket everything a lot of other sports you can't do that like it's not not the same way you can with basketball there's yeah. not that freedom you know the basketball is freedom like if you're like say practicing hitting a, a tennis ball and you're like, oh, i'll do it up against a racket or i'll return serves from a machine like i'm sorry there's no freedom in that like it's very restricted like i have to do this stuff that you do whatever you want you know yeah, or even like being a football player. Yeah, I'll catch it from who? <laughs> exactly. What are you gonna do? So it's and you the list goes goes on and on. I mean, I think soccer might have some of those same 
same ideas as uh, as basketball, where you can, you know, if you have if unless you have, you're a goalie. Yeah, if you're okay, yeah, don't get me started on goalies, man. You don't like goalies? I I don't understand sports, hockey, and soccer that have goalies. I I think they should like. I'm such a basketball player that I'm like, yo, let's get rid of these goalies. Let's crank up the scoring. Let's let them play it. Once it goes to the net, you in you inbound it like you do basketball, and let's go, man. Let's let's get that. Like the goalies, it's it's such a it, you know this is why. Okay, think about every sport. Okay, the goalie in the sports that have goalies, which I'm thinking is only two. Well, I guess okay, any you know field hockey, any lacrosse. hockey, lacrosse. Okay, they are so different than all the other players on the on the on the field or ice, right? They have mm-hmm. different equipment. They, again, like you just said, a soccer, like they don't do any of the same things. Right. And as a result of that, there's like such an alteration in the sense that like, it's a forced position, right? They're like, wow, it's really easy to score. We don't like that. So let's put someone in the goal that only job is to stop it. And we're going to limit them on what they can do. And we're going to say they can do certain things that the other people cannot do. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're like, for me, it's almost like an alteration of like what would naturally take place. Like, I don't think in a natural sport, if we're just making it up, like, yo, let's put these guys in goal. And they're good. And your job is just to stop stuff. And you don't do anything else. Do I get to go out there? No, no, no. You stay in the goal. Don't you dare come out. And uh, so I don't know. I've never liked goalies in any sport, man. It's always just like, why is there a goalie? And then all those are just super defensive. Like, there's no scoring in them. It's just like, oh, let's hit a bit. I don't know. Let's flop a bit. Let's. Right. Like all of them have like some version of that. Right. Like soccer players, like, mm-hmm. you know, but hockey, lacrosse, they hit because there's no scoring. Like it's, we got to do other things, you know? Man, I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. When I played soccer, I loved playing goalie. Like I hated every other position. I was like, why the fuck do I want to hit the ball with my feet? That sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> I'm the only one who gets to catch it with my hands. Yeah. That's what I want to do. <laughs> and I like, I kind of carry that mentality of like, I love the satisfaction of the other people not scoring when I play defense, I didn't have the physical tools to keep it up, but you know, <laughs> the mentality yeah. was there. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't have anything problem with the goalies or the, the role. I'm just thinking more from like a, a standpoint of looking at the sport from like a top down view and like crit- being critical and analyzing against other sports. You know, that's a really interesting viewpoint. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah, it's like, well, what if we, it's like, it's almost like, yo, in football, like they're going to allow like goalies people to like, just line the, the goal then they like wait behind and they just like stop like, there's just it just would be weird and you can add goalies in basketball that's why they have goaltending because they didn't basketball play and three in the key like they would just say okay you're a seven five guy yeah Ming, just literally stand in the in the paint and you're never you don't even have to come yeah, on up that's that's because the basket up. is so small compared to the goal in soccer like it's not like hockey i think I guess because the puck is so small, that's why they're allowed that size. But like everything seems kind of proportionate, right? Like having a goalie in football seems like a waste of time. What's he gonna do? Run other, run from sideline to sideline? Yeah, he's not gonna catch anybody. No, yeah, no, absolutely. But then the thing is, you could modify it. I guess my point is, is that they don't allow for that type of stuff. Like it's like it's the, the action happens where the action happens. Where these other guys, like you watch soccer, you watch hockey, like action's happening on the other side and this goalie's just like chilling he's like oh, i'm just chilling over here just doing my thing like he's not even a part of it but like and that's why i love basketball so much it's like all five players have to play both sides mm-hmm. and they all play they have to like do all the same things now they might have more responsibility to do other things it's but but, but it's like goalies are so limited it's like no 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 like i mean i guess you can pull your goal and they can come out they can like i know mm-hmm. this like technically can but it's just not something that i think for me it doesn't add doesn't make for like a nice clean sport with like flow soccer i guess is an exception in a sense that like it just flows naturally with like the space and all that but 
and the field's so big. So it's like, okay, fine. But like hockey's hockey's my biggest beef, man. Is like I don't understand. Like if you are gonna have a goalie, fine. But like let people just play it out the goal or something. We go bring it in, like do a face off. I don't know, man. I, I I just I don't get it. I just like think about it. even volleyball. When you get crazy rallies going, it's like back and forth. Like it's it's, it's awesome. Like you want to see that. It's like oh, back and forth, back and forth. Basketball is a back and forth, back and forth. Tennis, back and forth. Like I love sports like that. Hockey, back and forth. But it's like, hey, we had like ten awesome shots on the goal, but the goalie just stopped them, and that's great. Awesome. Like I don't. The, the score is two one. Can we can we do something here? Like can we can we get some scoring, please? So yeah, I think hockey should just be eliminated in general and just <laughs> completely wipe it out. Incoming a bunch of people and be like, hockey is a Canadian sport. Yeah, it's still boring though. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I can actually think of the perfect football goalie. It's What's that? Only on field goals, and they get out this big ass trampoline, <laughs> and one dude just jumps trying to swat the ball. <laughs> Oh, but that reminds me of Slam Ball. You remember Slam Ball? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, man. That was entertaining to watch. Unbelievable sport. Unbelievable, man. It was a combination football, and they actually kind of had a goalie in that as well. Kind of. Like a stopper. Like one guy was allowed to go up and, like, challenge if he wanted. That was amazing. My favorite thing of, like, out there sports was when the XFL first came around. (laughs) do you know how they determined who won kickoffs that was insane they had two guys line up 10 yards away from the ball and run at it oh my whoever got it first got the ball and like dudes would get hurt on that possession it's insane that's this that's why it's the xfl extreme football league man yeah they uh they actually innovated really well for the nfl like that that camera that's on a string that gets the back shot of the players that's from the xfl yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the NFL didn't have that before. See that documentary uh, about oh, the XFL? Yeah, it was really yeah, good. That. Really good, really good. Yeah, a, a lot of things, a lot of good things come from weird places. My, my mind immediately goes to, you know how on YouTube when you scroll the mouse over the thumbnail and the video starts playing? Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to say where that came from. <laughs> that was not YouTube's idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like someone, someone at YouTube was like watching that site, and they're like, "Oh sh- shit, this is a great! What the hell? How did no one?" And he went to his boss, like, "Yo, I got the greatest idea." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." They came up with that. Yeah, yeah. his, bo- his boss it. knew exactly what he was talking about too. <laughs> his boss was like, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably a good idea." I've been thinking about that too. Yeah, I've been kicking that idea around in my head for a while, <laughs> for an unspecified amount of time. Um, <laughs> you know what about the coffee thing? Really quickly, because I'm not sure how to segue out of the porn thumbnail conversation. (laughs) He said it. He said it. Yeah, finally. I I uncovered the elephant in the room. Um, Is uh, I remember my club coach in high school, you know, Chit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was telling me, he was like, oh, you don't drink coffee? I was like, no. He's like, well, you're going to need to because you're going to university. And like, that's how you stay up to get things done. And my first response, no thinking, was like, then I guess I'll drop out. (laughs) You hate it that much, huh? Yeah, and here I am, two dropouts later, saying that's exactly <laughs> what I did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're like, ah, well, that coffee never stuck, so. Yeah, coffee <laughs> win. Fuck that. <laughs> I have the same question about alcohol. Like, why do people drink something that tastes bad so that people will like them? I. Oh, man, alcohol is a whole other thing. I actually, I actually haven't uh, been drunk in six months. I've had two beers in six months. I, like, completely stopped drinking as well. 
Um, I wasn't a big like get drunk guy, but yeah, that's a good question, man. Alcohol is, alcohol is a weird one. I mean, it's one of those things that's socially acceptable, but it's weird. It's, it's really weird. But I think, but you're right though, to make people like you or to, or to make you like people. I think a lot of times it's more so that I don't think it's, I like you said that way. I actually think it's the other way around. Like those people drink so that they can like the other people, man. Or maybe turn, they like themselves better because of that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love, I love hanging out with these guys. And it's like it's funny when people you hear this when people stop drinking and stuff, stop partying. They're like, man, I don't. These guys aren't my friends. They suck. They're terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> and the question always is, is like, why? Like, if you tell someone like you don't drink, they're like, oh, why? It's like, uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't drink. Well, why? Yeah, it's always exactly. that like why question. It's, I mean. Yeah. To me, yeah, I, th- I think the whole, like, socially acceptable, like, drinking thing is, like, it's weird. Like, I'm one of the people that, like, I don't drink that much. Like, I will have, like, a couple drinks here and there, but I don't get why people have to, like, drink to, like, get drunk. I just feel like that's, like, you're putting yourself in this, like, state of uncontrolled. Like, you know, like you know, I don't know. It's just, well, it's a weird thought to me. I mean, there's also the, there's the ass- asset. There's the angle of maybe people don't like themselves as well and True. it just you know it drowns out the pain and i mean that's coping also, mechanisms right yeah it can be very common i also heard this interesting theory and my original question of why do people drink obviously it was flippant like i know i'm not dumb um but i heard this interesting theory that like humans have this innate desire to be intoxicated in a certain sense like think about when you're young as a kid some some of the best activities were like spinning in a circle until you got dizzy and then trying to regain consciousness right Mm-hmm. so like maybe we have yeah, that kind of innate desire well the thing is, that's just an altered altered state like humans want to have altered states like you said you're absolutely right and that's i mean i think i i actually think a lot of, a lot of times that's why people like fall in love with like meditating because they're like oh this is different this is i feel different i feel different right you want to feel different man it's the same reason like why anything like you think of anything you never want to be like the same all the time. No one ever is like, yeah, that's that's fine. I'll just choose that. If you have to choose between like, hey, you're going to feel some extreme pain, but you're also going to enjoy extreme pleasure, or you can feel nothing at all. A lot of people would probably pick the pleasure side. Now, some people who live in the dumps and have depression issues aren't going to, but man, absolutely. You're, you're totally right. It's like a real thing with humans. It's like we need to be altered once in a while. And I think it kind of reminds us because like we're in somewhat of an unaltered state. And then when we do go ultra, we, we obviously come back. So we're like, ah, oh, it's great. I got to like experience a different version of myself and then I'm back. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Because if you, if you were drunk all the time, you drank and you, and you were like, I'm drunk for three weeks. Like no one ever do that. You never do that. <laughs> that does not sound fun. No, uh, you never, no one would ever drink ever. Like, no, doing this. But you're right. Right. I think part of the beauty of the human experience is that we have highs and lows. You know, you can't really know when you're high if you don't have any lows. It's why every success story involves somebody failing at some level. And if somebody brings up the Michael Jordan, he was cut from his high school basketball team one more time. I will throat punch them because he was cut by the varsity team when he was in JV. That's different. But you know, you know what I mean? Like you can't have good without bad. I, I remember one experience. I went through a breakup like two ish years ago and I was like so sad and I was like really happy that I was sad because I was like okay this is good like this is how I'm supposed to be processing this right you ever had something like that yeah I oh man definitely absolutely that like that's that's probably one of the hardest things is when you know what's happening to you is like oh this is this has to happen and it's a good thing but at the same time you're like this sucks 
like this absolutely sucks. And I've had, I've had that happen many times. Like even just using the most coffee, the coffee example, man, I was like, like I had three, three days, no lie, where I, I was like depressed and emotional, but I'm like, it's just the coffee because it really can alter, you know, a lot of stuff in your, in your brain. Right. And so when you, when you go cold Turkey, like you, it's like a shock to your body. And I was like, man, this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. And I was like, like, I was like legit depressed, like legitimate, but I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But it's the same thing. Like, you know, it's happening. Nothing you can do about it. Be like, I have to go through this. And right. it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it sucks, but you're going through it and you're like, this is how it's happened. And you just have to play it up. It's just a process. Right. And you're like, okay, at some point I'm not going to feel like this anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And you got to keep reminding yourself and then you get over it eventually, or maybe you don't and you implode, but I hope you <laughs> people don't do that one as much. <laughs> well, what was that like though for you? You're saying you're like, yeah, you're happy. Was it more of a happiness or was it more like, Hey, I'm happy. I'm realizing that this is happening. Like, was it more that you're impressed with yourself for like not being completely caught up in the sadness, but like almost stepping away from it and being like, Hey, I'm, I'm seeing this. This is good. Cause most people, when I hear that, that's never the case. They're like, I'm just, I'm just screwed up because I, I had a breakup. They don't realize that this is a process. Well, I mean, I knew that the relationship wasn't going anywhere. So I was like happy oh, okay. in a sense of like, Oh, <laughs> okay, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. I am happy that I'm not going to, but like the person objectively was a really cool person. And like, it kind of sucked that we weren't in each other's lives anymore. So that's what I was sad about mostly, but it was like, well, I know that there need to be trade-offs, right? Like you can't, have a you know a good person in your life but you need to break up with them and then oh it's all good no that's the risk you take when you date people right I remember this person I'm not friends with them anymore but they were telling me they were interested in one of their friends they've been friends with for a long time like oh yeah we're into each other but like I don't want to change the friendship I'm like yeah it's gonna change the friendship like you can't start being romantic with somebody and having sex with them and like it's the exact same (laughs) there's nothing different that back to your thing about altered states that's impossible oh but what if we break up at the end you very well might like (laughs) there are risks and consequences you need to weigh when you're making a decision do you want to go for glory or do you want to stay in the same position you are now you know i don't know about you but i'd rather i'm a risk taker i am a a gunslinger i will swing hard you know i will you know i i would hate to be the joe johnson atlanta hawks just eight seed seven seed nine seed yeah eight, that sounds like a horrible time but <laughs> does, does that kind of make i've also kind of been fortunate the last couple the last round of romantic experiences for me that have ended i'm walking away being like yeah this is that was not going to work out or i'm glad that we're not together anymore just because nothing personal against those people but yeah. you know you need to be compatible with somebody <laughs> to date them you can't just be attracted to them absolutely absolutely that, that's a big thing i think a lot of people don't realize that so you you do have some insight there that i don't think that everybody uh shares i think a lot of people they have an attraction or they're like they're with someone and there's a strong attraction but the because com- it can have attraction like you have a strong attraction and no compatibility like that exists all the time i would say it happens all the time and uh and those people just like you're like no nah, this is good this is good it's fine it's fine it's fine and they'll just keep it going and then they're married <laughs> and, and they and like while they were like getting married and all that they hated each other like the whole time and you're like what the hell like you guys but that thing is is like their their goods are so good but their bads are terrible so it's like you know and it's good it's like yeah this is great it's awesome but they're not compatible like it's just there's no compatibility but they stay together so your insight there i don't think everyone shares it i think that a lot of people are say hey like this is you know i still feel strongly about this person so 
doesn't matter if some of our things don't line up, we're going to make this work and it's going to be all good. So, yeah, well, I mean, Canon can attest to this. It wasn't uh, as clean cut and yeah, you know, things just weren't good. So <laughs> we let it go. <laughs> there we'll were, uh, about, we'll just not talk about that. Bueno, it's fine. It's there fine. were some difficult nights <laughs> consecutively and moments, but I, I mean, ultimately, right. You kind of, I made that decision and you know, it felt good when I finally made that decision. That's like, all right, here comes a hurt. But, um, I think I read this book uh, called this guy, Sean T. Smith. He's a psychologist and he wrote two books, The Practical Guide to Men and The Tactical Guide to Women. And it's talking about finding the right person in a relationship. And one of the things that stuck out to me is because I used to make this excuse for a past partner of mine. And I said, oh, when it's good, it's great. And he said like, oh, if you say that about somebody, what I'm hearing is they don't treat me well all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful way to put it. <laughs> I was like, fuck, fuck you, man. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So it, it talks about, you know, making sure that I, I remember one of the last things in the tactical guide to men or the practical guide, whatever the fuck the word is for men, was like, oh, d- knowing how they treat people. It's like, how does he treat superiors? How does he treat people who don't owe him anything? How does he treat others? And the last one's like, how does he treat you? And it's like, well, a lot of people forget to ask that question. How does my partner actually treat me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's really good with his mom. He's really mean to me. That's like the baseline to like all relationships. Like, oh, if he treats his mom nice, then it has to work. Yeah. Yeah. So many elements and components to a relationship that like a lot of people don't take in. But that's a conversation for another time, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's canonized after hours or after dark sad boy hours version. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. One thing I'll say about like on the relationship tip, I was reading this really short book. And it was very, very practical. And it was just talking about relationships and stuff. And so there's one thing they, they were talking about, you know, when you, when you meet someone and everyone has these qualities, right? Hey, you got this quality, that quality. They're like, they're, you know, they're, uh, they're supportive or they're like, they're, they're consistent, you know, um, they're, they, they're spontaneous. Like it's all these like awesome. Yeah. And then the funny thing is they're like, yeah, but it's like every person it's like, so they're like, typically you get in a relationship and that spontaneous person, you loved it. Like they're just doing all this awesome, spontaneous stuff. And now you live with them. And now that spontaneous person, so you have spontaneity on one end, you have completely erratic on the other end. So it's like, and then, so now you're complaining to your friends six months in, a year in, you're like, yo, this person's so erratic. Like they just, they just went off. I mean, I don't know what that, I don't even know what they're doing half the time. And same thing, if, if they're consistent, they're boring on the other end. Oh, they're so consistent. They're reliable. They're reliable. On the other end, they're boring. And it was just, it was just comparing. It's like how it's like, it was saying like, Hey, watch when you get into relationships of the kind of things you use to describe people. And because the, the opposite, and these are the opposites. And this is what you, you might be complaining about later on when all the things you're praising. And I was like, like, yeah, that's true. That's, that's really true. And I was like, this is bang on. I'm like, this guy's a genius. Yeah. What, what book was that? I don't even remember what it was called. It was like, it was like one of those practical books, like a short one, like, you know, 50 pager, super practical, maybe a hundred pages. And it was, I, I have it somewhere. I, I complete, I, I, you ask me any book I've read and I'm like, I don't know the title. <laughs> Seriously. I'm just like, I don't know any titles. I'm like, yeah, it's that one by this guy, but really cool book though. I was like, this is, this is good stuff. Yeah. There was uh one of my friends is like that with basketball numbers. Weirdly enough. I'm like, do you know what number Kobe Bryant wears? He's like, no, I just don't pay attention to the numbers on the jersey. I'm like, it's right fucking there. Like, how do you miss the big numbers on the jersey? He's like, it just, it just doesn't register in my head. I'm like, do you think the jersey's blank? He's like, kind of. Wow. 
you know who you are if you're listening. But uh, no, the, the books that I was reading were talking about like, it's good to remember why you love that person for that thing in the first place when you're in an argument. Yeah. That being like, oh, you're so out of control. It's like, oh no, this person comes from this place rather than just being like, why the fuck exactly. did you just see my side? Yeah, exactly. I think that's what that book goes on to say. And I was like, yeah, it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. If there's one thing I've learned this year, it's uh, that there are so many different sides to things. And whenever we think we got something, do a little bit more digging just to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because it's funny because that's sentiment. I take it a step further. It's like the moment you think you got something, you, do, you dig a little further and you might be like, okay, I get it. It's, 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 I would say it's, it's, it's not even the case because it's like, I just think there's just different ways to see things. And you can see this in any, any, you know, you want to go politics or just social issues, right? There's people on all sorts of sides of social issues. And those people think they're absolutely right. Like they're not, gonna, they're not wrong. And the other people think they're absolutely wrong. And uh, I think a lot of it's just perspective. A lot of it. Now, again, if we're talking like certain things like this is true. Yes. Okay. There's certain things, but yeah, we are not endorsing racism or Nazis or anything. No, no, no. And that's the thing, but like, you know, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, absolutely yeah, not. not. But it's like, but those people, the thing is, is those people believe what they're saying. They truly do. Like, they're not like pretending like, you know what? Uh, I just got to make this up because like, like they don't, they don't, they, they have just as much like, you know what? I believe this as anyone else. It's like you, you it's like you hear people who are like really liberal and like, I can't understand how people would be conservative. And you're like, well, you're liberal. So like, how could you not understand it? Like you can't exist if there's no, nothing to oppose you. You know that, right? Like you don't exist without opposition. You know that, right? And so that's the one thing that I've learned. It's like, and I think you said this earlier in the conversation. It's like, everything has an opposition and without that opposition it does not exist it just doesn't like it cannot exist without it it's yeah nothing else it's, it's, that's all we have that's all we are honestly it's crazy but if you want to bring it down to that level but it's 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 true sure and i think really quickly even with the most extremes like let's let's take nazis for example they thought they were the good guys yeah like nazis weren't signing up for like nazi school or however you got in whatever initiation was you know, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm just uh, this Hitler guy. I, I'm not sure if he's the guy, you know, maybe, maybe in a couple months we'll replace him with somebody and they can lead the charge and we can, you know, they're like, this is absolutely 100%. We're the, we're in the right, right? Yeah. And like if yeah. Hitler and the Germans win World War II, how much different is the world today? But, uh, but you're right. People on both sides obviously think they're right. They're, they're not going in there being like, all right, guys, we're the villains. We got to take over because we're bad and that's what bad people do no they're like no we're doing the world a favor by doing this right so it's it's all a matter of perspective and um other thing you said in there you're talking about uh you can't exist with the other side and uh it's all a matter of perspective i think that when you zoom out the majority of the human population i would go so far to say is almost every human being on the planet wants the same things we all want to be loved we all want our loved ones to get ta to be taken care of, right? Yep. It's as soon as you start zooming in and making the problem smaller, it's like, okay, well, we all want world peace. Yes. And we all believe everybody should have world peace. And then there are some people who are going to be like, no. And it's like, okay, why? And then for the people who say, yes, you keep zooming in. Okay. Well, you know, for, and we don't have to go super deep into this, but like, we don't want innocent people getting shot by police. Of course, nobody wants that. And then you zoom in. Okay, well, these are the methods I think we should take. And then somebody be like, are you fucking high? And then another person will disagree with that, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's uh, all in the little details. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because I, I know the people who will have that first statement, absolutely true. And then how to deal with it is like complete opposites. And you're like, well, what the hell? But again, yeah, it's, 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 it's perspective. It's perspective. A lot of it's just perspective, man. It's, yep. it's where I'm from. And, and again, it gets down to like some of your core beliefs and, and, and who you identify as as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why like early on, you're like, oh man, I don't want to get in this politics stuff. I was like, I don't, that's why I try not as much as possible to like identify as one thing. Like I can say things like I've said things that people would have thought like I was like, and like super conservative, like racist guy. And I'm like, no, 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 Like I'm no, I'm not. And you know that. I don't even know why you would assume that about me. But the one thing that I do very well is I, I always try to see both sides. Always, right. always. I never try to like be like, this is my corner. Like I'm just okay. Like how can I, how can I see what this other person's saying? And so, you know, when um, obviously when, uh, you know, George Floyd thing happened, everything like that, like Twitter is a toxic place already. If you let it be like, you can, you can avoid that. You can avoid it. You truly can. Cause you can just not follow those types of people. But if you want, if you go in the comments, you're just asking for toxic shit. So, but what I started doing is like, and it's on Facebook too. At first, you know, people would be saying this stuff. I'm like, I don't agree with this stuff. And then a lot of people are like, you can unfollow me and they unfollow people. I've made it a point to make sure I'm still following those people. And I've made it a point to read, like, you know, you start reading something and you're like, I don't agree with this. I'm like, no, and I'm like, and I, I stop. I'm like, no, keep reading it, keep reading it. Because it's important that you don't get caught in that silo. So like, I'm always like, I'm reading things. I'm like, I don't agree with this at all, but let me read it. And I've actually had my, my, my opinion swayed on things in certain like little things where it's like, I thought it was this way. And I've ha- heard all the information on this side. I've heard it all. I heard all this information. And then I'm like, I haven't heard anything on the other side. You start taking in all this other information. You're like, you know what? It's not what they say. It's not what they say. It's probably something in the middle. And that's usually what it is with everything. The, the, the solutions people come up with is usually not either or, right? It's usually like some nuance in the middle. And I, and so it's funny, if I was going to have one perspective on life, it's just like we have to make sure we account for nuance. Things are not black and white. They're not ones and zeros. That's not how humans function. Like we don't mm-hmm. work that way. And, and the moment you start doing that with people, you start getting this, you know, the tribal behavior and you start getting crazy stuff and people start doing crazy things. But if you realize that like people can make mistakes and like overcome those mistakes and you realize that like opinions can change, and you have that that belief, and you treat people kindly, and you listen to opposing opposing viewpoints. Like you can honestly, the society will be better. But right now, we're in a place where like that is not happening. At least for the loud people. The loud people. I think there's a huge majority that it thinks this way, but they're not loud because they're just chilling. Like we're just like what? And the loud people are the ones who are on these these extremes, and they're just yelling at each other. And we're just like in the middle. Like what the hell, man? Like can can what are you guys doing? You know? So. Yeah, for sure. Big time. And I was naive enough at one point to think I was like, yeah, if I'm in the middle, like nobody can talk shit. And then I saw on Twitter, somebody's like, they said something they're like, that's just like centrist propaganda <laughs> bullshit. And I was like, how can there be centrist propaganda? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love what it. does that mean? And they're like, oh, fuck, fuck centrist people. They think they're taking moral high ground. I was like, yeah, I do think that, but you don't have to be so loud about it. I don't, but it was just, and it's like everybody, I'm struggling to find the words, but I can always bring it back to this parable about, you know, a man wanted to teach his son a lesson. He said, don't try to please other people. And so he took his son into town to the donkey and he let his son sit on the donkey. And as they were walking by, people looked by and they said, oh, look at that son. He has no compassion for his old man his father's older than him he's probably tired the son's young he can walk why is the son on the donkey like that's disrespectful and they walk back across town 
with the man on the donkey and the son walking. And people were like, oh, that man's so disrespectful. He can walk. He's supposed to show his son what, what you know, courtesy is and, you know, how to be grateful and all this shit. And I'm, I shouldn't have used the word grateful, but you know what I mean. And then they walk past again. Neither of them are on the donkey. And people are like, what idiots? They have a donkey. Why are they not riding it? Like, they're so dumb. And then they walk back one more time with both of them on the donkey. And they're like, that poor donkey. Oh, they're <laughs> so rude. And it's like, you can't fucking win. Yes. Yes, exactly. There's always going to be people who say something. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's a great. I love that. I love that one. That's awesome. That, that's, that sums it up everything right there. And, and, and that's what's unfortunate, man. And so that's another thing is I try not to be that person as well. We can all be critical. That's why you heard earlier on, what was I doing? I was like, you know what? Those government officials have a tough job because I realized that like, that's an impossible job. Like, good luck. Have fun with that. I would never want that job. And I don't think any of us would either. Like, yeah, we're going to make these big decisions that every, and everyone's going to be mad at us. It doesn't matter what we do. Uh, uh, let me sign up for that, you know? And so, yeah, that, and that's exactly it. And I, I try to check myself on that as well. It's like, you know, you're not, you shouldn't be out here criticizing people. And it's like, it's one thing to joke about it, like, ha ha but it's the whole thing to be like upset about it and actually like, let it ruin your, like run your life. And then and it's like, no, we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. All I heard was you're promoting anarchy and I'm a hundred percent here for it. <laughs> <laughs> no government. complete revolt. Like do it, man. Yeah. Like we're Somalia up in this piece. No. Let's purge this bitch, bro. Let's fuck it. <laughs> no, that, that is, that is very admirable of you to do. Cause you know, at the end of the day, right. If you can't call it your own bullshit or if you can't say like, I need to make sure that I'm acting true to my values and I'm not judging people too harshly because X, Y, Z it's, you know, then you're a hypocrite. I, I believe everybody's a hypocrite to a certain degree, but at that point you're actively hurting the message and you can't progress things in a decent yeah. manner. Right. I remember when uh, we did our episode with Tyler Carr uh, and I don't want to go too far into this cause actually I don't even care that much, but like we did our episode with Tyler and he's on the energy 106 morning show and he got death threats because Dave Wheeler was hired X, Y, Z go listen to the episode. It's a great episode. It's over 400 plays. Now it's our most listened to episode plugging all that shit. But uh, when he's, we interviewed him about getting death threats. We didn't talk about Wheeler. We talked about Tyler and it wasn't a, an energy 106 planted thing. Tyler's my friend. I asked him to come on and I remember he's like, can I tweet it from the energy account? I was like, yeah, yeah of course, dude, I'm, I'm trying to get that promo. Yeah. Tweet that yeah. shit. So he tweeted it and some people were like, oh, I refuse to listen to anything that energy point enter, anything energy puts out. And this is propaganda. And they're just trying to get us to like Wheeler again. I'm like, yo, you haven't even listened. None of that is true. <laughs> I do not work for energy. We do not talk about Dave Wheeler. This is Ty- like Tyler has access to the account. So he tweeted it. This is not like a, a planned thing, you know? So it often goes to show you, right? And it, I'm not mad at these people. I understand why they have the, the viewpoints that they do, but it just goes to show you again, like what you're saying, take a second look. You might not know everything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and again, be, be open. Don't, that's the thing. Like, I think if you, if you truly see these people as enemies, then isn't your job to understand them? Like, isn't that kind of like, if you're, if you're fighting a war, you want to know their tactics. Like you want to know what the opposer, the, the opposing people are doing. You want to know their tactics and you want to in, engage in them on those grounds. Right. Like, but a lot of people are just like, no, nah, I won't listen to that. And it's like, well, why not? And you might realize that those people aren't your enemy. You're like, Oh, whoops. I was just creating an enemy because, and again, and that's the thing that I just, it's just people, people out here just creating enemies, people out here bored and they have nothing to do. And like, let me, let me uh, find a cause for myself and then just be loud about it. And, and, and I always challenge people, I'm like, what are you actually doing? What are you actually doing? Like, don't, 
sit here and like, and that's why you don't, you won't see me trumpeting all this stuff because like, if I was going to do that, I would be doing something literally. I wouldn't just be talking about it. I'm going to be like, Hey, like I think I just, poverty is ridiculous. And then it's okay, great good job. Let me go get this Starbucks. Like, no, like, you know, there's people out here like saying wild stuff and then they're not doing anything about it. So it's like, just don't say anything at all. Like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing? And then, and I think that's the one thing that we, in a lot of this, like this tribal battle is like those people who are fully ingrained that aren't doing anything. It's like, they need to truly look at themselves, right? Like you improve yourself, you improve communities, right? And, and everyone has different levels of, of, of um, education, um, social standard. It doesn't matter because within that that sphere you can improve yourself like everyone can right like i don't care like you're in the hood guess what people want to make it out the hood good go do that you know what i mean like you're, you're a rich piece of shit and you notice all your friends are like assholes and you want to go help people then go help people you know what i mean like you can do all those things but it's you like nothing no group can make you do that no there's nothing they can do it's like you have to do it yourself and like yeah it, and here's a nice little callback to tie it all up with a nice little bow one of my uh, former counselors was telling me when you're in a group, the, and this is one of the reasons why I don't identify with labels anymore. I don't give a fuck what boxes I check off. If you think I'm a, you know, a Orthodox Jewish feminist uh, male because of my values, I don't care. I will not wear that label. You can call me that. I do not care. Right. The main goal of a group is to keep the group going. So sometimes in that quest to keep the group going, you lose sight of what's actually happening. You lose sight of what the actual mission is or what your actual individual values are. You become so, you know, why the fuck can't I speak English? You become so entrenched in that group and your identity as a member of that group member. You don't know what your own values are sometimes and the lines get blurred. Yep. Tie a nice bow on it. Like you said, when you're done drinking and when you quit drinking, you're like, oh shit, I don't really like these people as much anymore. The flip side of that is the people who dislike you the most when you quit drinking are the people you used to drink with because you want to keep hanging out with them. They're your friends sometimes, mm -hmm. but you don't want to drink. They go, why well, are you too good for us? Like you're, you're better than us because you don't drink anymore. Yeah. They turn on you because the group is built around drinking. That's very yeah. common with alcoholics. That's very common with recovering alcoholics. It's true. That's, that's a great way to wrap it up, man. That's like, that's unbelievable. Like a nice circle right there. Cause that's, that is just, it's just bang on. I like what you said there though, to keep the purpose of a group is to keep it, keep it going. And then, and, and I think that's why when I asked them like, well, why wouldn't you want to understand the other side? It's like, well, if I do that, we might not have a group because we might actually get along. Like those people are fighting. Like, we actually get along. And then what would be, what would be my purpose then? Like I need someone to fight for. I need to, you know, and so I think all that energy people do out there, they just put that inside. Like in, Flip that on yourself, right? If you right. Imagine all the energy people put out, out there. Man, you turn that in on yourself, unbelievable things can happen. But rather than that, people are sitting out here just being like so much outward energy and it's not going anywhere. It's not moving any needle. And, uh, and then they're not improving at all as, as people. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's true, man. It's, it's, it's tough out there. <laughs> There's a book I'd recommend to anybody. It's called The Coddling of the American Mind. It's uh, yeah. It's by a Jonathan Haidt. I think it's pronounced Haidt, but whatever. And uh, Greg Lukianoff. Have you read that book? I have not read it, but people have been talking about it. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And they talk about the three great untruths that are carried in today's society. And it's, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you weaker. Um, can't remember the second one for now. So good job, 
why not idiot um but and then one of them that i really like is the world is composed of good and evil people and that is i love that that's one of the great untruths that they mentioned because i also agree that is so far from what actually is everybody yeah. thinks of the good guy yes everybody yeah. and who are you to say somebody's evil if you don't really know that person yeah yeah right like a lot of people don't even know themselves and they've been with themselves their whole lives how do you know other people that well yeah no, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. I always joked one time, I mean, like someone was talking about like uh, KKK people. And I was like, honestly, like, I don't blame that dude, like who grew up in a KKK family. And now is okay. Well, what the hell else would he be? Like a few, few, few people. But it's like, is that, they don't think they're bad, man. Like, it's like, and so for us to sit here, like, they're just bad people. Like, yeah, the stuff they might preach is not kind on a humanitarian level. No, but they don't think they're bad. They think the people they're talking about are bad. And that's their belief. And again, I'm, I, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm saying that they don't believe it to be wrong. They believe it to be right. And so it's, it's, it's exactly it. Like that whole like good and evil. It's like, no, like we're just, everyone's out here just trying to live. And they have beliefs. And sometimes those are beliefs are in opposition or actually attacking other people. But uh, they don't think that they're bad people. You know, yeah, those people are great. KKK people are Christian people, man. They're actually Christians. Like <laughs> legit, they're Christians. Like that's a Christian organization, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember the second point, by the way, it's the second great untruth is that you should always listen to your emotions, by the way, just for, a, oh, just that was just, okay, yeah. throw that in there. But yeah, I, I remember listening to a podcast or talking about some of the reasons why people actually get into the KKK and it's like, well, some of those people lose their jobs and the KKK offer them support. And it's like, Hey, I got a family and I got kids and yeah. this, <laughs> this person's offering me help with that. I'm not saying, yeah, you should just go join the KKK if you're struggling financially. They got your back. Like Serbian got shit on the cake. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying like, this is some of the motivations for some people, right? So is, it, is this a promo now for the Ku Klux Klan? Weird. Yeah. This is, this is taking a hard turn. <laughs> yeah. It's the anarchist KKK promotional episode. Somebody's going <laughs> to clip that and be like, look at these fucking bastards. <laughs> you're going to yeah. the KKK and anarchy. And I'm going to be like, okay, one of those things is significantly not as alarming as the other. <laughs> I'll let you decide. You're going to get taken down. Oh, dude. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> we got close. We, yeah, got we got close. Oh, we got close. Actually? No, we For didn't. Real? We did not get close, Cam. Not really. Oh, I talked to that a- person. She's cool. <laughs> this person kind of went off on us for the episode with Tyler. And she like, I talked to her in the DMs. She's cool. And then she made, okay, so she listened to the episode fully. Okay. Which is an hour and a half. And then she made notes on it. What? And she took pictures of the notes she made and put them online. And then she listened to it another time. And then I think she listened to it again and made a, f- a video review of it. So like every time she heard something she didn't like, she stopped and talked. The video was five hours. What? Yeah. And put it on YouTube. Honestly, respect to that person. Like I always yeah, say, I don't give honestly. a fuck what your values are. I don't give a fuck. I kind of do care what your values are, but like, I don't care what you believe in necessarily as much as if you do your homework no, i don't really care what people's values are and, and that's not important but like if you do your homework you research and you come to a conclusion that are congruent with your values so what you did you disagree with me okay yeah like, what else can i do at that point yeah right honestly nothing i respect i talked to that person i talked to her on zoom the other night she's great she's really cool we had a great time chatting she disagrees yeah. with some of the things i said you, yeah you a lot of people are going to you're going to get it on the pod? <laughs> it's probably listening right now, man. 
Hey, you bringing it on, this Taylor. Beer. You're dope. I appreciate talking to you. <laughs> Five hours. Just, yeah, I've I've no disdain or hate for that person at all. Yeah, no. Like she, I, I she just had some views on the episode that like didn't match with ours, and that's fine. Like she's very against like the whole 106 thing, and she, yeah, she took a stand, and she felt that large episode was a bit of a bit of pro- energy 106 propaganda, which is far from the truth in my opinion, but. That's again. That's her her beliefs and her values. That doesn't affect me. So why should it, why should it bother me? Yo, if if it was propaganda, Can and I are the biggest losers on the planet for not getting any money out of it. That's what I'm. That's all I'll say on that. <laughs> yeah, we're like the worst fucking propaganda machines in, in history. I don't know. Are you, are you sure Wheeler's not paying you under the under the table? Dude, I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know Wheeler. Like, I've never met him. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, his 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 guy sent sent you the cash. He's like, you don't know Wheeler, right? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, Denzel. Yeah, just in the in the silver briefcase. Yeah, he's like, just take the money. I don't want it. Just take it. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, here I'm gonna check the time. Actually, okay, we've been going on for like an hour ten. How do you feel about things, Darcy? Good man. This is your show. I'm just on it, man. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I think I think it's a good part to wrap up at. Um, is there anything that you'd like to say or mention before we leave? No oh, man, this is this is great. It was cool. It was cool to see uh, what you guys are doing. I I, I appreciate the the efforts you guys are you putting out into this thing. That's that's big. One thing that I love seeing is this kind of this kind of work with people, like just putting stuff out there and and uh, taking a risk of doing something. Um, a lot of people don't act, so action is, is is action makes things happen, right? A lot of people have so many good ideas. So super. I, I've given you guys props before, obviously, but Thank again. You to be on the pod and do it so props for you guys for doing this and keep keep going man it's awesome yeah appreciate that, man. yeah thank you i appreciate that one of my friends uh has this saying that he lives by he says dreams are big but taking action is bigger yeah absolutely man so that's it yeah anyways darcy thank you so much for being on this is and we'll we'll debrief after i hit stop but um this was awesome thank you so much i actually had a really good time chatting catching up and it was always good seeing you in comedy when you're in the city uh, oh man i'm trying to catch this comedy but uh right when i get here everything gets shut down again because because they're not doing it now right it's shut down again right just at rumors oh rumors open still rumors doesn't give a fuck <laughs> rumors is balling out open? yeah they're open what the hell okay i respect the fuck out of that grind man they're like we will have comedy unless we are shut down that's crazy i respect that i love rumors rumors is a fucking amazing place to do comedy as well but uh I'll hopefully be reaching out. But um, yeah, okay, then this is us signing off on Winnipeg's Finest. Have a great week. Peace.